How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All righty, hour number three of our radio program. That's right. It is the Zach Gelb Show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. So at Super Bowl week, we had a lot of content that was pumped out. And I thought our interviews with Justin Jefferson, Bijan Robinson, Arthur Blank, Eli Manning, Donovan McNabb, like little Dicky, like we could go on and on and on, which one doesn't belong in those group of athletes. But there were, we had some big time clips and some great conversations. And Samter did a brilliant job getting the right guests on Radio Row joining us on the show. So, Micah Parsons, through a PR guy that Samter and I know, he was pitched to us kind of last second. And we were told, hey, Micah Parsons is going to do three shows on Radio Row. And think about it there was at least 160, 200 outlets on Radio Row. And we were one of the three outlets, you know, our show in particular, that were picked to interview Micah Parsons. Now, when I started off the interview with Micah Parsons, I didn't know how it was going to go. And I thought in the beginning, like, he wasn't that interested. But then sometimes you're in these interviews. And, right, you know a lot about Micah Parsons. And you hear a lot about Micah Parsons. um, And obviously he does the podcast. And he's not afraid to give an opinion. But when you usually have someone on that isn't afraid to give an opinion, you kind of expect fireworks like right out of the gate. And for whatever the reason was, the conversation about T.J. Watt brought that out of him. And at that point, it was on Friday. So we already knew that Miles Garrett won the Defensive Player of the Year award. And I guess T.J. Watt didn't show up to the NFL honor ceremony because he probably got tipped off that He didn't win the award. And Micah Parsons started the night before kind of going after T.J. Watt and tweeting about T.J. Watt. So we knew in that interview and in that conversation, we eventually had to bring up the whole T.J. Watt conversation. And all I did was simply ask him, where it started the response. Like, I didn't even directly ask him about T.J. Watt. It was just, you were a finalist for Defensive Player of the Year. How'd you react to Miles Garrett winning it? And it just led into impromptu, and that kind of what set the teapot off, right? The hot water was, uh, uh, cold water was starting to boil, and it got hot, and then you had the teapot just explode, and all the steam come out. Uh, This is Micah Parsons on our show, and this thing did four and a half 
million views. Like on Friday night, Samter and I with DJ, we went out and we had a, a few drinks and we had a nice uh, Mexican dinner before we ended up going to U2 into Green Day, which was a legendary night. And Samter, that's how you know Samter was, was really feeling himself for the job that he did on Radio Row. He starts betting the over-under line on how long, how many minutes it was going to take for this thing to get to a million. Like, we walked from our hotel to the Luxor to Mandalay Bay, which is all inside. They're connected. It's not that long of a walk. It's less than a five-minute walk. And the thing, like, went up to, like, 200,000 in views. Like, not, I'm not just saying, like, 200,000 is the number just from where it was then. So it was clear this thing was trending to hit a million. I didn't know by the time we were going to be done with the meal, it would go to 2 million. And then, within 24 hours, it was up to 4 million. Which was crazy. And uh, Jersey Jerry from Barstool Sports, who is the number one TJ Watt fan and used to call me before he ever worked for Barstool on the weekend overnights here on CBS Sports Radio. He was going after Micah off our clip. And then Micah starts fighting with Jersey Jerry. And you kept on seeing just player after player after player comment on this. Heck, Antonio Brown, he quote tweeted it. And that was just the $4 million on our video. There were people that were taking the video, posting it on their own account. And one of those accounts did 2 million views. So this thing was crazy. You know, Mraz texted me. And he said, that's the number one headline to come out of, out of Radio Row. He goes, that thing is everywhere. The only other thing that I thought contended with it was when Al Dukes of the Boomer and Geo Show <laughs> booked Randy Moss, who used to work for the NFL Network and is uh, the horse racing commentator. And he thought he was booking for Boomer and Geo, Randy Moss, the football player. And that did like a million something views. But our video did four and a half million views. Hey, Samter, by the way, before I play this Micah Parsons stuff, in your long guest booking career, have you ever booked a guest thinking it was someone and it ended up not being that person? Was there ever a guest that you booked that whether you called someone and it wasn't them and you thought it was them? Was there anyone ever that uh, did go, uh, you know, anything ever happened to you that way? Just wondering. No, but there was a point where I booked Steve Smith but not the one from NFL Network. It was the Giants one. I realized oh. it before it aired. And everything like that. But we, like, I booked it, and I was like, oh, this is this is Carolina Panthers yeah. Steve Smith. But it was New York Giants Steve Smith. We realized it, like, almost immediately afterwards. But it, it was initially, when I wrote back, I thought it was the other one. I texted Steve Smith once. Do you remember? Which one? Uh, the, the football player. There, there's two football players. Uh, sorry, the, the legendary football player. The Not Carolina the Giants, Panthers. The Carolina Panthers. Yeah, okay, great. So there was a rumor last year or two years ago that he was going to be on the Giants coaching staff with Dayball, and I texted him congratulations, and it ended up not being true. It was just a, a wrong report, or he put it out there, something, I, I forget what happened. I also remember when you were working with Tiki and Tierney, didn't you guys call Ryan Hollins, and he was on the air, and you and you meant to have Ryan Leaf on? Yes, there was that. There was. A, I was actually out that day, uh, but I, I helped set that up. And yes, it was the wrong 
Ryan. Yeah. It was uh, it was Ryan <laughs> Hollins, not Ryan Leaf. Yeah. Uh, I was out that day, but that was uh, that was an ugly look. Were you working with Stu then? No, I, Stu, was that you? I don't think that was you. I it, don't. It I don't know about this. So Stu's I'm, like, I'm and even if this. it was, I'm gonna say I misremember it. Like this Roger Clemens. <laughs> yeah, it must have been D Cell or somebody else. But I remember I'm I was gonna mention him by name. Come on. And Ooh. I guess they were they were being represented by the same PR person at the time. Yeah. So I forwarded the email, I and I guess. The both their names and numbers were there, but if you just looked at the email the wrong way, it was very easy to just look at the wrong message and get the wrong Ryan. So, Jeff Schwartz, you remember the the, the former NFL of offensive brother lineman of Mitchell. Um, I once got pitched him, and I thought it was him, and I had the number, and then I tweeted out Jeff Schwartz is going to join us, and Jeff tweeted me back saying that's news to me. And eventually then he came on and it ended up being someone was over Jeff Schwartz. They were playing me in terms of uh, the whole Jeff Schwartz. Like they were pretending to be him and it wasn't him. I don't know. And then when I went to go call him, obviously it wasn't. And then Jeff kind of outed them. The now, other one, I'll okay. give you a funny one. Yeah, yeah. This is when I worked with uh, Tom D. Benedetto and Mike Baseglia. And D. Ben is now the producer for the Jim Rome show. This was early pandemic when we were getting ready for the draft, we had Ben Barch on, who has a great story. And then a few weeks later, Ben Barch called the hotline and he said he was listening to our show and he wanted to come on the air. Now, like, D-Ben got in my ear and he's like, I don't know if this is him, but let's go to him. You know, he says he's just listening to the show. He wants to come on. And we just had him on a few weeks before. We had a good conversation. So I put Ben Barch on. And I must have said it four or five times throughout the interview. Like, I don't believe this is actually you. And then I kind of realized it wasn't him. There was a guy impersonating Ben Barch calling multiple radio stations. Because I, I reached out to whoever the, the agent was at Ben Barch. And he was like, wow, this is like the third or fourth time it's happened this week. So that's how. Of all the things to fake, yeah. that's a weird one. You know, what? There, there is another one that was interesting to me. There was a guy on Twitter who... I guess was getting verified somehow mm-hmm. and had a variety of different guys that he was verified as. And one of them, I think, was was Spud Webb. Oh, really? So he booked Spud Webb via this um, verified account. Verified Spud Webb account. And then it turned out that he also was like pretending to be, and he was smart. He wasn't getting like Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. He was taking guys who like, you know the names. Name, but wouldn't be impossible to yeah, get. Yeah, like, you know, um, uh, Trent Richardson running back. You know, g- Guys that were, like, names that you remember, but not names that you, like, really have to look that deep into. And so we booked Spud Webb. Ended up not having him on. He didn't answer when we called that day. And uh, it turned out that it was a fake account. Some guy who just somehow was able to get verified on multiple different accounts with fake Actual athletes. So it's so funny. Like, the two most viral moments from Radio Row was us with Micah Parsons. And that got ugly on Twitter. That was Cowboys fans and Steelers fans just fighting. And it got really nasty. But the Boomer and Geo thing was kind of fun because it was it was Al Dukes booking Randy Moss, the, the horse racing guy, thinking he was Randy Moss, the legendary wide receiver. And Randy Moss even quote tweeted it and said, oh, you got Moss. So that was at least fun. Ours got really nasty. Like, my mentions have been disgusting. Absolutely disgusting the last three or four days. 
So anyway, let's replay part of that Micah Parsons interview. I just brought up his reaction to him not winning defensive player of the year, Nick going to Miles Garrett, and he ended up going on this rant, ripping TJ Watt. I'm not a sore loser. Uh, you know, uh, I thought it should went to Miles, if not me. I, and I said that publicly. Miles, look at the Titans game alone. No offense, but TJ played the Titans. Did you see two tight ends following TJ Watt? Like, people could say whatever they want, but at the end of the day, the film does not lie. Like, his presence is way more dominant than TJ Watt, and that's just the reality of it. So if you had to rank five guys in the NFL, how would you kind of rank them then? I think I'm probably the best pure speed pass rusher. I would say if you look at my win rate, and my I was the best one this year, so it would be me. And I would say Miles, and I would say Max, and I would say Nick Bosa. And then I would say... Uh, not TJ. I mean, look at the stats. Like, the stats don't lie. He was not top. I think he might have been fifth or sixth. Alex Highsmith, I think, had a better pass rush rate and a more double-team rate than TJ Watt, if you really want to be statistically. Like, this isn't my stuff. Like, I'm not just pulling this out of my ass. Like, look at the stats. So, I had a decision to make in that split second. Like, Santer, how you were talking about McLeod, he had that decision, you try to scoop up the football, do you just fall on it after it got that bounce off a Niners player? And the decision I was quickly making was, do I bring up that T.J. Watt led the league in sacks this past year, or do I kind of just do the human route of it where I was feeling that Micah Parsons just hates T.J. Watt? And then I just asked him straight up, you know, this seems like you have beef with T.J. Watt. Is there any beef with T.J. Watt? And here's what Micah Parsons said. People are going to think that you and T.J. Watt have some beef. There's no beef with you and T.J. Watt. There's no beef at all. One thing I hate about the NFL community, we just hate when someone else wins. Like, when I lost to T.J., I did not go in and say, I got snubbed. I just said, I'm going to go to work. When I lost to Nick Bosa the year after that, I did not say I got snubbed. I just said, I'm going to work. Like, the biggest mistake in people is that the saying that someone is not deserving. Who are you to say someone's not deserving of an award of that magnitude? So after listening back to both cuts, Samter, all three of them, what I what I kind of feel going away from that, and it's even how the first one started off, he basically called T.J. Watt a sore loser because Watt didn't go to the award ceremony. So I think Watt not going to the award ceremony set Parsons off, and Parsons felt like Watt was being a sore loser. But then to say that he's not a top-five pass rusher when T.J. Watt, in the last four seasons, has led the league in sacks three times, that's crazy. And he just led the league in sacks this past year. So use whatever metric you want. If you are sacking the quarterback the most in football this year, you can't not then be a top five pure pass rusher. And that's the that's the problem that I have with the Micah Parsons conversation that we had on this show. And Micah deserves to be on that list. Miles Garrett deserves to be on that list. Max Crosby deserves to be on that list. Nick Bosa deserves to be on that list. But TJ Watt has to be on that list. And I do think the two best pass rushers in the NFL are Miles Garrett and also TJ Watt. And honestly, I don't think this is a hot take. I would put, and I've said this before, I, I would put Mike, uh, Max Crosby in front of Micah Parsons as well. But regardless of what you think about that, I don't think there's any logical argument where Micah Parsons can actually say 
that TJ Watt isn't a top five pass rusher. And if you're just going to say the stats don't lie and then like you look at the sack numbers, that doesn't add up to me. So, you know, we had that interview with them. We had that conversation. I don't regret anything I did in that conversation. Let me just be abundantly clear. But it was like when he was just saying it, it seemed just like there was beef between the two. And I do think there is beef there. And now this is going to become a storyline. I do think the Steelers play the Cowboys this year. So this will be uh, revisited. Um, But really, it did seem as if Micah may have had no beef with TJ before the award ceremony. And then the way that TJ handled the award ceremony kind of set him off. But I understand TJ Watt being annoyed. I don't think TJ Watt was trying to take away from Miles Garrett. Now, they do play in the same division, and that's nasty Steelers and Browns. I don't think he was trying to take away from Miles Garrett. He was just annoyed that he didn't win the award for Defensive Player of the Year. And that was really, like, legitimately, that was a two-man race for most of the year. Like, Micah Parsons made a little bit of a run early in the season. Deron Bland, when he had all those pick sixes, made a run as well. Uh, but for most of the season, that was Miles Garrett and, and TJ Watt. That's the way that it felt like. And you're right, Dallas actually does travel to Pittsburgh oh, to play the Steelers. Uh, we got to go to that game. Here's the part of it also, right? If you want to make the argument, and, and I listed Wait, my five. Wait, that's Dallas in Pittsburgh? Dallas in Pittsburgh. Now, I never know with TV, but yeah. that, that should be a, a Jim Nance game. And then before the game, they're using our interview from Radio Row with Micah Parsons. Yeah, that could be. You know what? I think we may have a better chance, even though we are CBS Sports Radio. Amazon Prime Thursday night, right? There I feel like Amazon Prime loves to do the radio stuff. Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll throw that out there. But here's part of it, right? I put out my list, and I put T.J. Watt as number one, right? But if you want to make the oh, case— Oh, you put out a list? I put out my list. I had Watt huh. one, Garrett two, Parsons three, Max Crosby four. No, I'm sorry, Bosa three, Parsons, then Crosby. So Wait, I, so, so, so say that one more time. Watt I, one, I had Garrett Watt, two. Garrett, Bosa— Parsons, Crosby. Okay. All right. And if you want to put Crosby above Parsons, I can make... Yeah. But, but but put it this way. I think those five have to be on the list. Right. So here's my point, though, right? And this was this was the interesting thing. When you asked him, when he was looking for number five, he, he named Never himself, gave us the name. He named, Watt, he named Garrett, he named Bosa, and he named Crosby. He couldn't come up with the fifth. There's a tier one, and tier one is those five guys. And you can, honestly, if you want to say Max Crosby's number one... You can make the argument. If you want to say Parsons, you can make the argument. All five of those guys legit yeah. have an argument of being called the best pass rusher in the NFL. There's not a second tier yeah. that's close. right? You want to put Daniil Hunter or Josh Allen or, or Hendrickson of, of the Bengals who had 17 sacks this year? Fine, but they're not on that same level. The fact that he couldn't come up with a fifth name and he had to throw Alex Highsmith as far as his win rate Clearly, T.J. Watt would be in his top five. He was intentionally trying to keep T.J. Watt off of his top five, whatever he thought about the guy. And you know what? Say what you want to say. When there's beef, I love little beef. I love a little beef. Right? Cowboys, Steelers. There's nothing better than Cowboys and Steelers beef or any kind of beef mm-hmm. between, like, two big players. Now, I would love to see, like, a beef of an old lineman versus a, of a, you know, a pass rusher or a quarterback versus a DB, right? When it's two quarterbacks against each other, like, they don't actually face each other. Their teams do. Yeah. I want to see, like, Sauce Gardner talking junk against Josh Allen, right? That's what I want to see. I want to see Aaron Donald talking smack against Brock Purdy. That's what I want to see. Did I want to see that. Did you see Aiden Diggs? At the at the Pro Bowl, talking smack against my, my man Sauce. Yeah, yeah. He went up to Sauce. He was like, "I know you. You you talked a lot of uh, smack about my uncle." 
And then he goes, and what happened? Right in front of Ray Lewis was there, and everyone was, like, dying. He goes, he scored a touchdown on you week one. And so I was like, I don't remember that. And listen, at the end of the day, it's not going to matter because Steph Diggs won't be on the Bills anyway, so Sauce doesn't have to worry about him anymore. Oh, I, I do think Diggs will be on the Bills uh, next year. He may not want to be there, but I do think he will be there. Why, did you talk to him at the Gatorade party and get some information that, that I don't have? Yeah, he and Trayvon were both there. There's a bunch of, like, PR people, you, me, <laughs> and those two guys were like, yeah. something does not feel, you know, the same here. Those These guys yeah. are, like, badass. And then I realized... Yeah, I was like, why is Sam to here? <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of videos up on the board, and, like, Trayvon and, and Steph were both on there. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're here promoting Gatorade, whereas we're here drinking Gatorade. You know what's crazy? Uh, with Steph Diggs there and also uh, Trayvon Diggs, I kind of wanted Aiden Diggs to be there. And that was actually one of my favorite. He's, he's too young. I know. Too much that, alcohol being served there. Yes, but that was my favorite part of, of Media Week, actually, or Radio Row, was when we wrapped up with Stefan Gilmore and Brandon Cooks, Aiden Diggs just showed up out of nowhere and, and started like uh, interacting with those two guys. I wish that happened during the interview because, quite frankly, I'd rather talk to Aiden Diggs than, no offense, I love Stefan Gilmore and Brandon Cooks, but Aiden Diggs, I think, is going to be a star. He may be a star player and then a, a star commentator as well. That that kid is one of the more entertaining kids and the content that he produces that you'll uh, ever meet. Um, anyway, it is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, maybe that's why I didn't ask him for the fifth one because he did kind of say Alex Highsmith. But I, I that's the one thing I could say. I don't think he was throwing Highsmith as the, as the fifth. He was just using him he as said an example. On the team. To on knock, his own team. He was just, he was just trying to knock... Yeah. TJ and trying to show, hey, he had a better win rate there. Maybe that's a Maybe I could have just pressed him on that. Like, who's the fifth? Who's the fifth? Who's the fifth? Because you are right. He stalled and the conversation just went in a different direction. It, it worked out exactly the way yeah. it had to work out. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong about that. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about. Basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Um, I got a nice message today from a listener. Now, a listener a year ago on my birthday said, I know you're a big Rangers fan. I have season tickets. I would love to take you to a Rangers game next year. So I said, yeah, sure, absolutely. Uh, never heard back from that guy. And I got a message this morning from him saying, hey, Zach, my apologies. I don't go on the cesspool too much talking about Twitter, but should have reached out sooner as I listen every day, mostly on the podcast to catch up. Congrats on all the success and the amazing shows and interviews out in Las Vegas. Anyhow, I know it's taken almost most of the season for this, but I have an extra ticket to the Ranger game this Thursday against Montreal. Uh, let me know if you'd be interested. And then he told me about the seat and, and everything like that. Talk to you soon. So I responded back like, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the invite. You want to invite me to a hockey game? I'm in. 
I'm down. I'm good to go. So we're going to be going, uh, Billy is his name. We're going to be going to the hockey game on Thursday. Now, Samter, just me trying to be, genu- uh, you know, a, a good guy, you know, uh, generally a good guy. This guy's taking me to the game. It's a part of his season ticket package. He didn't ask me for a dime for the ticket. That You know, the seats are fine. Nothing crazy. How many beers do I have to buy this guy? Assuming that he drinks alcohol. Like, I at least have to buy him one beer, probably two beers, you would think. Or do I have to do three beers? Like, one to start the game, one after the first intermission, and then one, uh, you know, at the end of the second because they, they stop beer sales when the third period starts. You know what? He's taking you to the game. I think, you know, uh, unless he's just a lush chugging beers every five minutes, you just buy the beers for the game. And then see where it goes from yeah. there? I mean, listen, if he's mm-hmm. if he's chowing down beers, like, you know, he's, he's on beer number three. Like Stu on a Saturday night. Yeah, he's, he's on beer <laughs> number three. You're halfway through the first period. Then maybe uh, maybe you, you rethink it. But, you know, I think as long as he's a normal guy, just, you know, just buy his beers for the night. Okay, that's fair. But I don't want to have to drink beers all throughout the night. So then don't. Because you buy yourself something. How much we had to drink in Las Vegas? Oh Lord, have mercy. and all the food. You know, I, I didn't. I've never felt better than today than when I got on that elliptical, and it was just an hour of me, my thoughts, and Bruce Springsteen playing music. That there, was phenomenal. There is something to be said about sitting at a poker table and they just bring you drinks. Yeah. You don't have to pay. You know, you give them a little bit of a tip, but you don't have to pay for any of the drinks. So you're kind of losing all your money, at least I did, losing all my money at the poker table, and they just keep feeding you more and more drinks that you lose more and more. Yeah, and then Samter is the guy at the the restaurant that just sends drinks back, as we learned. Enough of that. (laughs) Anyway, let's get to Brandon Ayuk. So, what are you, clicking your pen a lot today, right there? You jittery today? You good? I mean, you're calling me a guy who throws my drink back. Morse code. You all right? I'm sending secret messages via Morse code. <laughs> okay. You got to stop at the pen clicking. It's annoying the crap out of me. That's all I could hear. Oh, you see, you just opened up Pandora's box now. <laughs> oh, no. That's fine. I Your mean, microphone I, doesn't need to be on there. You know how the much show. I hate that word that starts with the same letter as my name. <laughs> Moist? Oh, Lord have mercy. Yeah. And it's become now my idiom here. Yeah. It has become my moniker. And so now I know what pisses you off. And now I know what annoys you. Now I know That's what fine. you hate. Click that pen one more time. I think Stu's going to side with me on this one, and he will cut your microphone off annoying. very simply. I'll, I'll good tack on that. <laughs> this is, I say this is checks and balances, but we know that this is really a dictatorship when push comes to shove here on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Anyway, uh, we went after the Cowboys when the Cowboys had their family members popping off on uh, on social media after they lost to the Green Bay Packers and got embarrassed by the Green Bay Packers. So Brandon Ayuk's girlfriend... And then I don't know if this is Brandon Ayuk's, like, best friend or his, like, actual brother. Uh, It's been reported as his brother. Uh, They've been popping off after the Super Bowl, both of them. So the best friend or brother said, this is the exact reason why we are leaving San Francisco. Thank you, 49ers, for drafting my brother. We are forever grateful. B.A. to Vegas. And then he also ended up saying, why does your all-pro 1,300-yard receiver have three catches in the Super Bowl? Fair point. We'll get to it in a second. Now, this is Brandon Ayuk's girlfriend on TikTok talking about Brandon Ayuk. Listen up. Well, okay, this might have been the last day we touched foot on Levi Stadium, me and Braylon, because we might not be out here next year. So we may not be here next year. And just for clarification, she says Braylon, that's their kid that they have together. Okay. So she it's not like she misspoke and didn't say Brandon. It's Braylon mm-hmm. is, their, is their son. 
If I was an NFL player, I would tell my family member, when you're talking about my future, never do it on social media. Only talk about my future behind the scenes with other family members. And I'm not saying I'm at any level of, of fame as Brandon Ayuk is. I mean, you are Zach Help. But I, I thank you. I appreciate that. Just don't click that pen. Um, but I've like told my family before, if I'm getting dragged on social media or even if there's something positive, you know, stay off of it. Like, don't don't interact. Because I don't want my family getting involved. And hey, my dad's on Twitter. You know, I have family that's on on Facebook. And Facebook is like I, I think a little bit more different uh than Twitter and Instagram. But I don't want you guys like getting involved in that, in like the sports debate. Cause I'll have people that will just interact with me and say, Oh, I hate your guts. And then I respond saying, Oh, that's nice. Have a good Thursday or, or whatever. And they'll be like, Oh no, I actually listen every day. I was just trying to get a reaction out of you. So I, I don't like, like, Hey, you know, I'm public. I, you know, I talk about my family all the time. I don't want my family to do my fighting. I could do my own fighting. So I don't think it's a good look, whether it was Micah Parsons brother, whether it was CD lamb's mother, Dak Prescott's family member, and now Brandon Ayuk's close relatives or, um, you know, his girlfriend talking on his behalf. Now, Ayuk, to be fair, he uh, did talk about this. And this was at his locker today, right, Santer? And also, Ayuk, before this said on Instagram, don't forget what got you there. So, like, Ayuk has played into this. But this was Ayuk today at uh, 49ers cleanout day. And here's Brandon uh, Ayuk. Brandon, there's been some stuff on social media. Is, is there a certain message that you want to get out there as you kind of enter this offseason and there might be contract talks? A certain message? No. Is your hope to remain with the 49ers moving forward? If that's the right move, yeah. What would that right move look like for you? Being a champion. I know that they just lost the Super Bowl, so I'm not expecting that to be like a happy kind of uh, media session. That sounds like a dude that uh, realizes the Niners aren't going to pay him. And I know the Niners have some salary cap issues coming up. And he knows that. And he's already starting the negotiations. And with him having one year left on his deal, I would not be surprised if there's a Brandon Ayuk uh, trade request shortly coming after that. I, I, would, I don't think Ayuk is going to be on the Niners next year. And if he does, with how it already has gone down last 24, 48 hours, I, I think that would be an ugly year. But it does go back to the to the friend or brother's point. You look back at that Super Bowl, it's kind of crazy that the Niners were in control and how close that Super Bowl was when George Kittle had four yards on two catches, Brandon Ayuk had three catches and 49 yards, and Debo Samuel only had three catches and 33 yards. That's kind of crazy with how great those three players are that pretty much all three of those players for most of the game were non-factors. And really, that MVP would have either been McCaffrey or it would have been Jawan Jennings if the Niners would have won. And on that play that was incomplete at the end when Chris Jones blew up the play and you had McCaffrey open, Kittle open, it was Jawan Jennings who was open on the right side. He catches that touchdown, let's say, on that third and four play. That would have been two receiving touchdowns in the game, and he also threw a touchdown. So that MVP race, if the Niners would have won, and they didn't, would have been between Jawan Jennings and also Christian McCaffrey. 
And McCaffrey led the team in receiving yards and rushing yards and had a touchdown. But this feels like it's the beginning of the end of Brandon Ayuk's time with the 49ers. And we all thought the speculations would be about T. Higgins and where he was going to get dealt. T. Higgins is going to get franchise tagged. That's been out. But now, Brandon Ayuk, final year of his deal, had over 1,300 yards this year, seven most in the league. He could be a number one wide receiver. Now, there's, there's going to be teams that are going to be calling for Brandon Ayuk. And I, I would go as far to say this. I give up a, if I had a late first-round pick, I give up a first-round pick for Brandon Ayuk. Kind of similar to, like, what the Eagles did. They had a pick somewhere in the 20s, I think it was. Um, and they ended up getting A.J. Brown. I think Brandon Ayuk is a very attractive name. Now, you got to give him a contract. And that contract's probably going to be, like, $28, $30 million a year, potentially. With how receivers are paid now. But I, I would do that for Brandon Ayuk because look at what he just did this year. Now, he won't have Debo Samuel around him. He won't have Christian McCaffrey around him. He won't have George Kittle. So it does open things up. But I, Brandon Ayuk's a first-round pick. He's a, he's a really good wide receiver. And, and he the, won't and, have a quarterback as good as Brock Purdy. I mean, that's for sure. <laughs> I understand your, your sarcasm for there. But back-to-back 1,000-yard years, and he took a big jump this year, uh, that's a number one wide receiver in the NFL. All right, he's at Gelb Show, CBS Sports Radio. We'll get to some early Super Bowl odds for next year, and I think the team that is number one will surprise a lot of people. Update time first. Here's the Ackman, Rich Ackerman. We got uh, something going viral right now between two 49ers players. So I'll get to the Super Bowl odds for 2024 in just a second, but you have two offensive linemen that were going at it for the 49ers in regards to that uh, play on third and four where Chris Jones just blew it up and Purdy had three guys open but didn't have time to get him the football. So John Feliciano tweeted out, I guess he was responding to someone, a quick chop is not needed if the guy that was supposed to block him blocks him. So Spencer Burford, who was the player that was called into question, says, sheesh, I opened up my app to this. Get well soon, bro. So, now hold on. I, I got to make sure, before I continue this, one of these aggregators has this. Is this actually John Feliciano's Twitter account? It is. Yeah, I know it is. I saw Mongo Feliciano. And uh, if you guys used to uh, listen to Mike Francesa, his, uh, his uh, listeners are called the Mongos. So I thought maybe that this was someone that got got. But it's for one of the aggregators that are usually pretty accurate. So it is. Um, Feliciano then responds back to, to Burford. I'm sorry, bro. I woke up hungover and being a bitch and trying to have one's back. It hurt you. It's effed up and I apologize. You got nothing but greatness ahead of you. I'm sorry, bro. There are some days that I wake up and I tweet things and I regret them. Like I'll respond to someone that I probably shouldn't respond to. Like today, I saw this right when I woke up, and I got an okay night's sleep as I'm trying to adjust uh, to to um, trying to adjust to, to, to the whole jet lag situation. And I see on my, my Facebook that you know I was rooting for the Chiefs, but I have to come to the defense of Kyle Shanahan tonight. In some circles, he's being vilified for the 49ers' loss last night. Some clown named Zach Gelb on CBS, who I'm pretty sure never played or coached a single sport, said it was disgraceful that the 49ers lost, really, with three seconds to go. 
Did Shanahan miss that extra point? Did he fumble near the goal line? I understand second-guessing coaching. I know I'm guilty on occasion, but his guys were in the game and could have just easily won. Disgraceful. So I just responded back to this person. Another 10-plus uh, point lead in a Super Bowl. You have to finish that. And they blew it again. Run the ball with CMC in the second half. Have your team prepared to know the OT rules. Also, Dave, I'll have you shine my ninth grade offense alignment of the year trophy in a few weeks. So I probably shouldn't have responded to this person, but I did. And then uh, the guy responded back just now. The real Zach Gelb, I won't believe it's you if I don't hear you acknowledge it on your show. He's live. He's nationwide. Show between four to six in Wichita. I still hold my position, but sorry for the clown reference. See, this is what I was just talking about the last segment, Santer. You have someone throwing shrapnel saying, oh, you're a clown, blah, blah, blah. And you respond, it's like, oh, I need you to mention mention me on the show. I, I love the show. I listen all the time, but I hold what I say. So there you go. There's your mention, Dave Hawley, on Facebook. How about that? I mean, listen, you, you called him out. <laughs> He, he backtracked. I think he was a little bit uh, afraid of that ninth grade offensive yeah. lineman of the year trophy. Because, I mean, when you're talking about playing the game, uh, my ninth grade <laughs> three-snap running back NFL or football career uh, is, is scary to many as well. But Wait. you were, Oh, yeah, that's right. You tore your ACL. Yeah, yeah. I was, playing, I was, I was the uh, slot receiver uh, on the scout team. And then two... Of the running backs got hurt, and the third running back was in the doghouse. So they put me in, and three plays into my first practice as the number one running back at Tormey ACL. What if I told you if Michael Sampter didn't tear his ACL, he would be the next Barry Sanders, Moist Mike in the backfield? I'm just saying, guys like Deuce Vaughn give me hope. <laughs> I think Darren I was Sproles good was too. a good inspiration I to was you, good. too. So, so the coach told me before I got hurt, he's like, the mm-hmm. reason why we didn't put you in earlier to be the lead guy, because like You're in practice, I was up. crushing everybody. I was doing the, I was, <laughs> I was great. He's like, we were just worried about you getting hurt because you're small. Yeah. And I'm like, I get it. And then three plays in, I got hurt. No, that's just. Dangerous. But he told me, he's like, talent wise, you're as good as our number one or number two guys. You're just small. Now, I'm not going to pretend that I was like better than I actually was because I, I was not great, but I went offense alignment from a high school. Uh, in ninth grade as a freshman. And there was a lot better football players. Was that on the varsity team or was on the freshman team? It was on JV team. All right, so as a freshman on the JV team, you went offensive lineman of the year. Yeah. All right, that's not bad. So so I had the trophy, and I went to summer camp one summer, and my dad broke the trophy when he was cleaning the house. Sure he did. He broke the trophy. No, 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 cleaning the house. No, no, no. Your dad broke the trophy in a fit of rage no, no, for no. some other reason. Trust me. Like, you know, remember uh, Berta from uh, from Two and a Half Men? You remember her? I don't the, know the show. She's, so the, no. she's the maid. In the, like, my dad loves cleaning. He, oh. lo- I think one of my dad's happiest things in life is cleaning the house. Interesting. He, he's crazy. He's, he's like uh, Danny Tanner, uh, the late great Bob Saget was. In uh, in full house. He loves cleaning the house. And he was cleaning the house one night. Probably had a cocktail or two. And when he was dusting off my room, when I was at sleepaway camp, he broke the trophy and then tried to think I wouldn't realize it and super glued it back together. So that's something that uh, still annoys me to this day. I did that to a vase after a party that we may or may not have gotten in trouble <laughs> yeah, for but, having. But, but after seeing you for a week, that was a rage break. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, you know, rage break or beer break. Who knows? One or the other. I'll never forget. I was once uh, in a basement for a party, and there was music being played at one of my friend's home, and I went to go fist pump, and my fist went right through the the light and broke a light because the ceiling was was so low. Yeah, I had that issue too about breaking things on the ceiling yeah. and on the roof a lot. You know, <laughs> you I could always reach stool. it in that situation. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Also, you talked about your ninth grade offensive lineman award uh, as a senior for my baseball team. I was on the varsity team for two years. Yeah, I won the player award. Oh, sorry. I won the player award, and it sounds awesome. Yeah. Player award for the, the for the baseball team. Player award was the guy with the most spirit who uh, oh, helped the team the along with award. his heart. <laughs> that's the player award, but it oh, sounds you, like MVP. No. It sounds like best player. So I, I won the 1998 Scarsdale Varsity Baseball <laughs> Player Award for having the heart. You never want to get the sportsmanship. Uh, I know, but they call it the player award. So I, I just tell people, oh yeah, I was, I, I had the player award my senior year. People are like, oh yeah. That's wow, like you really sucked good. as a baseball player, but you know, the kid gives good effort. Oh, you want to hear the worst part of it? Yeah. For two years, I was the starting right fielder for my varsity team. Oh. I was DH for both years. <laughs> Wait, but that was, it was high school baseball. Yeah, high school baseball, but as so the right fielder, league, the right fielder league, doesn't get DH4, the pitcher gets DH4. Okay, fine, but at, like in Little League, if you were playing right field, that was like when they put the kid that sucked in right no, field. No, 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 I was a great defensive player. I was I was fantastic Lower defensively. Ground, quick. Yeah, yeah, no, I, was, I would dive, I made amazing catch. I was a great defensive player, and I was a good hitter, but apparently not good enough. I got DH4 for two years. My dad just texted me, he goes, Berta my ass, but he, that's that's what my mom and I refer <laughs> to him. We, we sometimes call him Berta because he loves to clean the house, he loves to be the maid. <laughs> anyway, Super Bowl odds are out for next year already. How the Chiefs aren't the favorite is a joke. The Niners are at plus 500 and the Chiefs are at plus 750. I know, right, they would go back to back to back. That's never done before. But at plus 750, you you have to make the Chiefs the favorite. It can't be the 49ers. You can't be a, a win a big game to save their lives. After that, the Ravens are at plus 850. The Bills are at plus 1,200. The Lions are at plus 1,200. The Bengals are at plus 1,400. Cowboys at plus 1,600. Eagles at plus 1,600. Where are the Rams? The Rams are at plus 3,000. Put some money right now, baby. Like, if I was making Super Bowl odds right now, I'd say the Chiefs would be one. Niners would be two. I'd put the Lions three. The Bills would be four. The Bengals would be five. And then the Rams would be six. I think those would have to be the, the six highest odds. I'm really high on the Rams going into next year. Like, if it was today, I think I may pick the Rams to win the NFC if I had to make a prediction today, but I, I don't. Anyway, it is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Fun show today. Appreciate all the interaction on the phones and also in the YouTube chat. Make sure you join the YouTube chat one day, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. You can also continue to listen to us all across our great local CBS Sports Radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Channel 158, and the free Odyssey app. We will be back tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Big thanks to Stu and Mike. As always, each and every one of you, and also Justin Pugh for joining us earlier in the program. All righty. Talk Mignana, everybody. Always give us a follow. Twitter, Instagram, at Zach Gelb, Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B. We out. Bye-bye. Peace. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.